0: This is the Adams Road podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. We study verse by verse through the Bible and share music filled with God's Word. Let's start today by listening through Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 7. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper country, came to Ephesus and found certain disciples. He said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They said to him, No, we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. He said, Into what then were you baptized? They said, Into John's baptism. Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe in the one who would come after him, that is, in Jesus, When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke with other languages and prophesied. They were about twelve men in all. Today we'll be starting our study through Acts chapter 19. Let's go back and review verses 1 through 5. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul having passed through the upper country, came to Ephesus and found certain disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They said to him, No, we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. He said, Into what then were you baptized? They said, Into John's baptism. Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe in the one who would come after him, that is in Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke with other languages and prophesied. They were about 12 men in all. Before Apollos was at Corinth, here in chapter 19 of Acts, we learn in the previous chapter he was in Ephesus. He was fervent in spirit, instructed in the way of the Lord, and taught accurately the things concerning Jesus. Though he only knew the baptism of John, Prissa and Aquila, who were in Ephesus at the time, took him aside to explain to him more accurately the way of God. Now in Acts chapter 19, Apollos has moved on to Corinth, but Paul's now in Ephesus, the Apostle Paul stumbles across some disciples, about 12 men in all, so not a huge group. This was a small crew who had likely yet to connect with the greater body of believers in the region, if there were any, kind of drifting in their own little world with an incomplete understanding of some essential Christian teaching. Luke uses the term disciple to describe these 12 or so men, but isn't 100% clear in defining who exactly these guys followed. We can perhaps assume he meant they were disciples of Jesus, but perhaps they could have been defined as like disciples of John. According to their testimony in verse 3, they had been baptized into John's baptism. Maybe at some point, some disciples of John had made their way over to Ephesus and preached a baptism of repentance and of faith towards the Messiah who was to come. Perhaps like Apollos, these disciples were believers in Jesus, but their knowledge was lacking. They weren't up to date. They had yet to hear and receive the apostolic message of the gospel that went out after Jesus' death, resurrection, ascension, and outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the church at Pentecost. It's possible these disciples were even products of Apollos' earlier ministry in Ephesus before Prissa and Aquila were able to take him aside to explain to him more accurately the way of God. It sounds like Paul, likewise, needed to explain to these 12 or so men more accurately the way of God. As the Apostle Paul engages with him, he may have discerned that something was a bit off. He acts on his intuition by first asking them a question. When we run into professing Christians, and something seems a little awry in their biblical understanding or conduct, out of love and concern, I think asking questions to draw out where they are theologically can be helpful. The Colombo method, for example, is to give a person the benefit of the doubt, asking them questions for clarification, and presenting the truth for loving correction, when applicable. Jesus, for example, was brilliant at using questions throughout his ministry, to bring to the surface what needed to be exposed in people. He actually asked like over 300 questions during his ministry that are recorded in Scripture. For example, he said, Who do you say I am? That's from Matthew 16, 15. Or from Matthew 9, 28. Do you believe I'm able to do this? Or here's another one from Luke chapter 10. What does Scripture say? And of course from John 21, Jesus asking Peter, do you love me? And finally from Luke 10 26, Jesus asked, what's written in the law? How do you read it? The apostle Paul asks these disciples in Ephesus if they had received the Holy Spirit when they believed. These guys didn't even know there was such a thing. So Paul ends up baptizing them in the name of the Lord Jesus, laying his hands on them and then the Holy Spirit comes on them. When the Holy Spirit came on them, then they spoke with other languages and prophesied. These appear to be the same type of sign gifts manifest at Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, tongues and prophecy. Some have called this the Ephesian Pentecost. There are actually four times in the book of Acts where the falling of the Holy Spirit upon the disciples of Jesus is visibly manifest. The first is in Acts 2 among the Jewish believers on Pentecost. The second was in Acts 8 on the Samaritans. The third was in Acts 10 on the Gentiles in Caesarea. And the fourth is here in Acts 19 on the Ephesians. You could make the argument each of these quote-unquote Pentecosts in which the Holy Spirit's falling on the believers was visibly manifest through certain sign gifts such as tongues and prophecy, served specific purposes in each instance and marked milestones in the gospel going forth. First in Jerusalem, then Samaria, to the ends of the earth. This fourth quote-unquote Pentecost in Ephesus, if you want to put it like that, perhaps drew a distinction between following John the Baptist and following Jesus. A sign for them to no longer follow John's ministry, who preceded and pointed to Jesus but to follow the Lord himself. Some scholars debate whether these 12 or so disciples of Ephesus were Christians who just lacked some understanding before they encountered Paul, or if they only became believers after their encounter with Paul, having learned about the Holy Spirit, been baptized by Paul in the name of the Lord Jesus, and then having had the Holy Spirit come on them after he laid his hands on them. Those who believed these twelve or so men were indeed already Christians point to the fact Luke calls them disciples before they met Paul. Also, Paul's question infers that they had already believed in the Lord Jesus when he asked, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? This, by the way, in my opinion, was somewhat of a loaded question. For example, Paul would later clarify in Ephesians 1 verses 13 to 14 to the Ephesian church what happens when we first believe in Jesus. Paul said in him you also or in Jesus you also when you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation and believed in him were sealed with a promised Holy Spirit who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. So in other words If you've believed in the Lord Jesus, then yes, obviously you've received the Holy Spirit because if you're a believer and you're saved, it means God's Holy Spirit indwells you as well. Salvation comes through faith in Jesus. Ephesians 1 verse 13 tells us that people are sealed with the promised Holy Spirit when they hear the gospel and believe in Jesus. When I was new in Christ, after I had for the first time put my trust in Him alone for my salvation, I, like, didn't understand all the theology behind what had happened, per se. I just knew Jesus loved me, and something had changed when I believed and received Him. That said, if these twelve or so disciples in Ephesus had heard the gospel and truly believed in Jesus before they met Paul, it can well be argued they already had the Holy Spirit in them, they were saved, and heaven was their guarantee. Despite their ignorance regarding the Holy Spirit, such a position would argue Paul laid hands on them for the empowering work of the Holy Spirit in their lives, or as already mentioned, perhaps as a sign gift to demonstrate the superiority of Jesus over John's ministry. The argument is as follows. The Holy Spirit was already in them. However, the Holy Spirit at times comes upon believers to empower them in unique ways in certain moments or seasons. And so Paul laying his hands on them was an instance of this. We do see another example in Scripture where church leaders laying hands on someone seemed to be connected with some sort of spiritual empowerment. Paul wrote to Timothy, Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things, Immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. And that's from 1 Timothy 4, 14-15. On the other hand, others may propose these 12 or so men in Ephesus were basically disciples of John who didn't know enough about Jesus and His saving work to have been saved. They became Christians and received the Holy Spirit here in Acts 19 when they encountered Paul.
1: was baptizing in the desert, a baptism of repentance, a change of heart toward God, a forgiveness of sins, but he told the people to believe in the one coming after him, who were baptized with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Told that we should be baptized in the name of Jesus, who washes us with water through the Word. We are called to Jesus' grace when we confess His holy name. The living water cleanses us and makes us new. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. When you confess with the mouth your faith in Jesus life of sin, that's when you're poured again, to live a life for Jesus. The wind blows where it pleases, we hear it sound, but cannot tell from where it comes, or where gift of God when the Father wills, it comes on its own, sometimes before, sometimes after, the baptism of water, we are baptized in the Spirit of our God, He will teach us all things, bring us truth, and give us power, to speak the Word of God to everyone. We'll be saved, the Spirit lives in us And guides us day by day By Him we're sanctified As we live a life for Christ We become a living sacrifice Be careful how you build On the foundation of Jesus For every work is tested By the baptism of fire If you don't bear the fruit for God and you will have to suffer loss So live for Jesus and on Him alone rely
0: That was baptized from the Adams Road album, Enemy of the Cross.
1: In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. In Isaiah chapter 42, God the Father witnessed of his truth. A chosen servant He would send A righteous judge, a light for men He would not shout or raise a cry But open all the blinded eyes And from the prison set us free He would not crush the weakest street He only heeds the Father's voice And sees the Father's will The prophecy the Father spoke And Jesus is fulfilled In your own law it is written That the testimony unto men is true I am one who testifies for myself My other witness is the Father Who has sent me here for you In Isaiah 43 and 4 Jehovah made His witness sure About himself, creator and redeemer, savior for all men Before him there was no God formed The first and last he told us more Forget the former ways and see that I am doing a new thing Jehovah said this covenant would be on our hearts and minds as Jesus he went on the cross and he offered up Witnessing by what he did The Spirit came down like a dove And rested on him This is my beloved Son The Father's voice was heard to say And John the Baptist testified Of the Son of God that day And Jesus said It is written the testimony of
0: Was Jehovah's Witness from the Adams Road album Enemy of the Cross? Thank you. This is the Adams Road podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry, Adams Road. You can learn more about us at AdamsRoadMinistry.com. Again, that's AdamsRoadMinistry.com. We release a new podcast episode every Saturday. Join us next episode as we examine Acts chapter 19, verses 5 through 10. Grace and peace be with you all.